0: okay hello guys okay we're about to start i uh, book one and two just in case we finish this early on okay here we go clay swept the bones of dinner into the river with his tail i stripped white shapes bounced away in the current fires flickered around the edges of the great central cave. Echoing space yawned overhead. Dripping with stalactites, sali- Like huge teeth. The cave down was big enough to... F- big enough for six full-grown dragons to fit a... Oh, wait. Come no, this is it. Never mind. Okay. The underground river flowed around, along one wall, muttering and gurgling as if it were plotting its own escape. Clay glanced at the two small sleeping caves that opened in, onto the hall, currently empty, and wondered where the other drug nuts had gone while he was cleaning up. Aha! Yelled a voice behind him. Clay threw his wings over his head. "What'd I do?" he yelled. "I'm sorry. It wasn't. It was an accident. Or, or if it's the extra cow," Dune said. "I could have it because Wedge would be out late. But I'm sorry. Can I? And I can skip dinner tomorrow." His small Snow poked his back between his, his wings. "Calm down, silly son," he said. I wasn't a you, a at you. Oh, Clay moved his crest and twisted around to look at her. Her smallest and last hatched of the dragonets. A pale lizard tail was disappearing into her mouth. She grinned at him. That was my fierce hunting cry. She said, "Do you like it? Wasn't it scary?" Well, certainly was surprising, he said. Lizards again? What's wrong, cows? Blit, <clears throat> too heavy, she said. You look all serious, just thinking. He was glad Kestrel and Dune couldn't read minds like Nightwing Dragons. He hadn't been able to stop thinking about the idea of escape. All through dinner, Clay lifted one of his wings, and suddenly nestled in close to him. He could feel the warmth from her golden scales radiating along his side. So he was too small and the wrong color, tawny, gold, instead so of sand pale like most sandwings. But she gave up heat like the rest of her tribe. Doom says we should go study for an hour before bed, she said. The others are in the cave already. Doom, the maimed dragon, who taught them survival skills, was a sandwing. Also, and so was Sunny, more or less. There was something not quite right about the little dragonette. Not only were his scales too golden, but her eyes were gray-green, instead glittering back black. Worst of all, her tail curled into an ordinary point like so like the tales of most other dragon tries. Instead of anyone for poisonous barb, that was a sandling's th- most dangerous weapon. As Kestra often said Sunny was completely harmless. Once so we're gonna take a break. Oh by the way, I just wanna remind you guys to check out cast if you haven't seen it. Or Abbey Casting, which is cast is Little sister, so yeah. One second, I'm gonna grab a drink of water. All right, let's go. Mocha was a harmless dragon. Her egg fit the color, fit the instructions in the prophecy. So she was their wings of sand, whether the towns of peace liked it or not. Of course there's no wings of rain in the prophecy at all. The dragonets had all heard many times so far about how glory was a last minute substitute for the broken Skywing egg. Kissed her and didn't call <coughs> her a mistake and growled at her a lot. Nobody knew whether Deprosity could still happen with rain wings instead of Skywing. from what Clay knew, Skywings? He was very glad they had Glory instead of our grumpy, fire-breathing Kestrel under the mountain. Besides, if anyone was likely to mess up the prophecy, it was him, not Glory or Sunny. Come on, Sunny said, so flicking him with her tail. He followed her across the central cave. Twisting st- stone tunnels went off in four directions. One to the battle arena, one to the guardian's cave, and one to the study room. Went, and one to the outside world. The last was locked a boulder too big for any dragnets to move. Clay stopped and pushed against the rock with his shoulder as they went by. He often tried to do that, tried to open it when the big dragons weren't around. someday it would move when he did that. May not a lot, but even a tiny shift would let him know he was finally getting close to full ground. Felt big. He was constantly bumping into things and accidentally knocking stuff over with his tail or his wings. (laughs) Not today, he thought ruefully. When the boulder didn't budge, maybe tomorrow. Sunny he followed Sunny down the cave to the study room. His enormous feet and thick claws thumped and scraped around, along the stone floor, even though he'd lived under the mountain. Wait. I, under the mountain's whole life, it still hurt to walk on bare rock. He was constantly... It was constantly stubbing his talons, and they would always ache by the end of the day. Snow was strutting sh- around the study cave, barking orders. Sunny and Clay sat down by the entrance, pointing back, and a breath of air drifted down from the hole in the roof far overhead. The only window to the outside in any of the caves at night, without the distant hint of sunlight, the the room felt colder and more hollow. He stretched up and sniffed at the darkness that had fallen on on the other side of the hole. He thought it smelled like stars. Method Pira hung on the wall between the torches Snowy and Starflight loved staring at them, at, trying to figure out where they where their hidden cave was. Starflight was pretty sure that they were somewhere under the claws of clouds and mountains. Skywings preferred to live high among the peaks, so anything could happen in the deep caves below, without being noticed. All oh, this history is so confusing, Sunny murmured to Clay, swishing her tail back and forth. Why don't the three sides just sit down and talk out the end of the war? That would be great, Clay said. Then we can stop studying it. I would not like that either! <laughs> Sunny giggled. Stop that snow, said bustly, stamp- st- stamping her feet at them. No whispering. Pay attention, I'm signing parts. This is not proper studying, Sirfly pointed out. His black wing scales made him nearly invisible in the dark shadows between the torches. He swept a few scrolls between his talons and be and began to nearly sort them into, a st- into such uh, angles. Perhaps I should read to everyone instead. Dear moons, anything but that, Glory said from the ledge above him. Maybe later when we're trying to fall asleep, and dedicated, delayed, delicate, Snout glowing emerald green of displeasure rested on her front claws ripples of iridescent blue shimmer across across her scales and tonight her tail was a swirl of vibrant purples. worn for blue, if worn for glory clothes that, none of them would know how many colors there were in the world. He wondered how what it must be like what it must be like in the rainforest where there Where there door was a home truck trot- of dragons that beautiful Shush But let's make Sunny the queen since she is a real salmon. She bustled over and pushed Sunny into the center of the cave. Well sort of Glory muttered under her breath. <laughs> Sunny starflight flicked her with his tail. None of the dragonets ever talked about why Sunny didn't look like a regular sandwich. Clay's guess was that her egg had been taken from the sand too early. Maybe sandwing eggs need the sun and desert sand keep them warm until hatching must become half-baked and funny looking. Although personally, the sunny looked just fine. Mommy tapped her talons on the cave floor, studying her friends. Clay, you want to play the scavenger? It's hardly fair, Starfly pointed out. He's twice the size. A real scavenger would be way smaller than her. According to the scroll over here, it says that scavengers have no scales, no wings, and no tail. And they walk on two legs, which sounds very unstable to me. I bet they fall over all the time, like treasure all the time. They like treasure nearly as much as dragons do. The scroll says just <laughs> attack lone dragons and steal. Oh my gosh, we know! Glory snapped. We were all here for the fascinating lectures about them. Don't make me come down there and bite you, Starfleet. I'd like to meet a real scavenger, Clay said. I'd rip off its head and eat it. He pounded his front talons on the on the stone below him. I bet it would taste better than the mouthfuls of feverish Kestrel keeps bringing us. Poor hungry clay, Sunny teeth. When we're free, we'll go find the scavenger nest and eat all of them. snowy promised, nudging Clay with one wing. Sunny so blinked at her. When we're free, oops, Snowy and Clay exchanged glances. Sunny was sweet and trusting and absolutely terrible at keeping secrets. I mean, after he filled prophecy, of course, Nami said. Play, um. be the scavenger here. This is. You know, this can be your claw. She swung her long tail in an and smashed his to leg might loose. Shards of rocks flew across the cave. Actually, we're just gonna pause right